1: Welcome in, happy Monday. This is the happy hour, 93.7 93, 93, The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick Sanders and Enrique alvarez Clary with you. Rico, what's up?
2: Hello. How's it going? Uh, it's going, man. It's been a busy... Kind of a crazy a, couple days. It's been a busy week already, and yeah. it's Monday. It is. You're,
1: you're <laughs> right about that. Um, Can't complain, though. All, uh, Slow news weekend Yeah, something like that Well, it was kind of insane Because on Saturday So obviously the game happened Bach and I were doing the post-game show We got out of here about 12.05 mm-hmm. um, Just shortly after midnight And I guess when uh, Bach and I left We were talking kind of about What Sunday was going to look like And I, I thought to myself Like, yeah, you know like I just said on the post-game show Sunday's probably the day If you're going to fire him here it needs to happen on Sunday. I came out and said that right as the show ended. Um, but then I I thought I'm like man, I kind of don't want it to happen tomorrow because I'm ready to watch some NFL.
2: I was ready to relax and my in-laws were in town. I you know my my father-in-law, mm-hmm. my sister-in-laws. We all went to the game. Ellie went to her first game yesterday. That's right. She, she loved it. She had no idea what was really going on, but she loved every little bit of it. Um, since she watches Phineas and Ferb, she loves Buford. Mm-hmm. So Mario Buford got the uh, interception, and everybody was yelling Buford, and she was like, "Yeah, Buford." So off of off of Phineas, and yeah. Ferb, so though. I think that's her favorite player now. You know, there you just go, based on a cartoon, but whatever. Um, but yeah, so it's Sunday, you know, we're sitting there relaxing because it was a long walk after the uh, after getting out of the game, so we're relaxing, and I'm sitting there with my in laws, and I like kind of jokingly. And like, you know, whatever I was like, you know, yeah, I'm just sitting here waiting for to get that email that that Scott Frost has let go. Yeah. And all of a sudden my phone vibrates and I look at it and I kind of drop it and they all look at me and I go, well, I think I'm going to have to go into work here shortly. Well, so I,
1: I, I had woken up at like 745 in the morning expecting because uh, if, if Nebraska normally well, how this kind of stuff plays out is they'll have a press conference in the morning. Right, yeah. or it'll be late morning, or at least an announcement. It, whether the press conference was going to be on Monday and they announced it on Sunday, whatever it may be, we didn't know. But then there was no email to at like nine a.m. and I'm like, all right, sounds like it's going to be a chill day. And, and going into it, I thought to myself, like, all right, I kind of see what the angle is here because you're going into a week against Oklahoma. You have Gus Johnson, Joel Klatt, the whole Fox gang coming, coming to town. There's going to be a lot, of, a lot of eyes on Nebraska, Oklahoma, regardless. Now you add even more with, with the news. Yeah. But I'm like, all right, I can kind of see why they may decide to hold off, I suppose. But I guess another thing is we sat, I sat down to watch NFL Network or NFL Red Zone and Scott Hanson goes seven hours of free or commercial free football or whatever his saying is, and not even five minutes after that. I saw the graphic on Twitter, and I pull out my laptop, and there's the email. And yeah. I was like, all right, well, it sounds like it's uh, interrupted. I'm not sure if they were trying to bury it between the N- NFL. Yeah, exactly. There's the commercial. But it, it was kind of an inter- interesting stunt Sunday. And then I also realized... Last night when I was kind of unwinding and getting ready for, ready, ready for bed, how long this next two months is going to be.
2: Yeah, it's going to be. I, I guess I didn't really think about how long it was going to be. I, I mentioned it yesterday. Like This is going to be my first time covering a coach firing and coach hiring search on the air. Um, so I, I guess I wasn't really thinking about how long it was going to be, and it didn't really hit me until today. Uh, after listening again to Trev speak and and hearing him say, you know, if you hear names now, names mentioned, you know, yeah. I'm going to be talking to a lot of people. That doesn't mean that this person's hired. And just scrolling through Twitter and. Everybody There's so trying many games throw out. I want this person. I want this person. I want this person. This person would be a great fit. You know, you've got the, exactly. the talking heads at whatever network, you know, throwing out there. These are the five best coaches Nebraska can target. Here's ten coaches Nebraska should look at. Nebraska should look mm. at this guy who's doing this at this location, and then you get NC State's head coach today being asked. The Nebraska job is open. Is that something that you would be interested in? And he's saying, look, we got a big game this weekend. I'm really excited to to coach this game with my kids. You know, it's going to be – we got a big game. I don't want to focus on anything else. This is a big game. We got to – and I'm like, we're we're asking NC State's head coach. It is week three of the
1: college football season.
2: Yeah, how many other coaches are going to be asked, hey, Nebraska's open. You you thinking about that? None of them are going to say, you know what? You know what? Yeah, I am thinking now that about. You, now that you mentioned something I'm about of it. Leaving week three here at this university that I'm coaching at to go coach at Nebraska. You know what? Is that's it, a that's a good thing.
1: Isn't NC State like a top twenty five program? Uh, yeah. So they so. won. They they beat East Carolina on the road, twenty one to twenty. Then they beat Charleston Southern, fifty five to three. They are sixteenth rated, sixteenth in the country.
2: Yeah, what is going on? It's They're, gonna be the Dave Dorrin
1: is not r- worried about Dave Dorrin. Doran, Dave Doran, Doran is not worried about Nebraska football's. It is going to vacancy. be a
2: long two months of of speculation and, and what have you. And and DP kind of mentioned it yesterday. I really don't want to do the speculation thing because right now you have your interim head coach. You have the guy, You have the guy leading your program in Mickey Joseph right now. I don't want to. I don't want to throw names out there. And get, I'm just going to get out in front of this right now. Urban Meyer is not going to be the head coach at Nebraska and I don't, yeah. want, I don't want to hear it anymore.
1: Okay, so cuz we got a lot of texts on that on the post game show. We were getting a lot of texts yesterday on the on the the breaking news coverage portion of things as well. Uh about Urban Meyer, I suppose. And and I guess the way I look at that is it's not such a long shot that Urban would want a coach here. I think it's a long shot that Trev would hire a guy like Urban Meyer. I think it's more of that. Yeah. Because uh, like Nebraska, the, we we always have this conversation every single time we have to bring, we bring up a new head coach or we bring up a new change in the, in the athletic department. We always talk about the brand of Nebraska football. Nebraska's brand is just fine. It, maybe it's tarnished a little bit because of the lack of wins and the plethora of losses. But I, I truly think Nebraska's brand is just fine. And I guess if you guys have differing opinions, please let us know, 402-464-5685.
2: We've got Bryce in Oklahoma. I live in Oklahoma. I'm already tired of people saying Bob slash Mark Stoops and Urban Meyer.
1: Okay, there you go. Exactly. So it's like one of those things where I look at the way that Trev operates, and Trev is one of the most no-nonsense guys that I think Nebraska's leadership has had in the last couple years or last couple administrations. Mm -hmm. And that's a good thing. Because right now, if you look at what ha- where Nebraska struggled, all right, and you guys just want to talk about Scott Frost and kind of his his track record, I suppose. When you look at it, the issue has not been getting talent to campus. That has not been the issue. I, I saw a national media outlet the other day, just yesterday, say, whoever Nebraska gets, that new coach has to understand that it's extremely difficult to recruit to Nebraska. No, it's not. Like I, I truly don't think that it's hard to recruit to Nebraska, especially when they're about to build a hundred and fifty million dollar facility. And I, I guess my my thought to that as well is, when you look around the Big Ten West landscape specifically, all you need is to be able to develop guys and get them ready for Saturdays.
2: That's that's the big, and that's that's where that's you've been lacking. That's the biggest. It's thing not been, that's been missing the last few years at Nebraska is the development of whatever players that that are brought in because, you know. You you If you've been on social media, you've seen multiple people say it's not if Nebraska is interested in a coach, it's if a coach is interested in Nebraska. And people saying, is Nebraska a good job? No, I don't think it's a good job. Look, Nebraska isn't, and I, I said this yesterday, I don't think I said it on the air, Nebraska isn't going to be Alabama or Clemson or, hell, Oklahoma. They need to focus, at least right now, they're not going to be in the national championship conversation year in and year out at a consistent level yeah. just because of, of the location that they're in and the recruiting struggles. It's not hard to recruit to Nebraska, but it is hard to actually get people to come to Nebraska. And, and once you get them here, you know what they say, You know, once you get them here, they they realize it's not all cornfields. Uh, but you're not going to be a national championship every single year. But what you can do is, no matter how much it's going to hurt you to to, to kind of sit down and realize this, is – You can be a Wisconsin or an Iowa, a better version of a Wisconsin or an Iowa, where you're winning eight to 10 games every single year and having an extremely solid program. Nebraska can get back to that. That's what they can do with the right coach. I I don't know who that person is. As of right now, that's going to be Mickey Joseph going forward. I don't know if they decide to keep him or if they go in a different direction. I don't don't want to speculate on that, but you can get back to that kind of level, and that's going to be just fine at Nebraska. I, I... I believe gone are the days of you know sixty and three and three national championships in four years. I don't think that's going to happen again. I don't. I don't think it really anybody can do that. So, what you need to focus on is being a solid program. And I mean, I don't want to tell people how to root for their teams, but the fans need to realize that
1: I, I don't think it's going to get back to well,
2: that exactly.
1: I, I think it's. I, I think other than Alabama. It, nobody's going sixty and three. No, nobody like that. That stuff is great, and we, we we need to we need to remember that. But I also said this today on on the drive with Adian Raff, the guys that are taking their official visits right now were born in two thousand five. I'll repeat that: the guys that are taking their official visits to Memorial Stadium each Saturday were born in two thousand five. So, if you want to take it a step further. Do they remember the one second on the clock thing the last time, or, or I guess in '09 in the Big Twelve Championship? Or do they remember when they were five years old? I was it'd be four or five. Yeah. Do they remember when they were when you they were five years old? Nebraska playing Oklahoma in their la, in the in the Big Twelve Championship. And if they say no, then the one Big Ten Championship that they remember Nebraska playing in is a seventy to thirty-one stomping that you took against Wisconsin. Not great. So that's where it really it there there's. Somebody said this on the on the YouTube video stream and once again we want to hear your guys' thoughts. We know there's a lot of thoughts out there. 402-464-5685, the Honda Hotline, the Sard Heyman text line. Uh both those op- open for you guys or on the Sardar Heyman Jewelers video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Phillips says this on our YouTube stream, then I guess winning isn't that important if Urban Meyer isn't an option. I don't think it's it's necessarily winning? that discussion. I think it, it winning can be important and you though the wins will come if you find the right fit
2: winning is important but at what expense and i look well see
1: here's the thing rico i like I, the baggage discussion like i don't care about that because a lot of things a lot of things just get forgotten when you win that's true like as bad as but that is as, to say but then as soon, a soon lot as you of things, start losing it gets bingo up. bingo
2: or as soon as as exactly. soon as you you know step away for whatever reason or if you retire, people, well, he won, but like As, you know, what as, as bad they as it is to
1: say, nobody talks about Urban's Urban's stuff at Florida. Nobody talks about Urban's like issues outside of...
2: it well, they're going to talk about it now. They're making a documentary on exactly.
1: it. Exactly. Now they are because he had a bad career in Jacksonville in the NFL, mm-hmm. had the whole situation in a bar in Cincinnati, and that's it. But as bad as it is to say, like, it's not like I like sitting here and saying, listen, when you win games, nobody talks about how bad you are off the floor or off the field. Mm-hmm. But that's the truth. You you bring, in, you bring in money, you bring wins to the program, and nobody talks about it. But when you look at Trev Alberts, and, and Wet Blanket says this on the text line, um, before you start trying to predict what Trev will do with the hire, remember that Trev has literally shut down more football programs than he has hired football coaches. Nobody knows anything about Trev, what Trev will do. He literally has no tra- track record. First of all, the whole shutting down football programs is a low-hanging fruit. He did that for UNO, and, and in the long run, UNO's been a better athletic department because of that discussion, or because of that decision. I mean, and when we know how Trev hires people, maybe not football coaches specifically, but we know how Trev hires people. And I guess you know what we can go ahead and get into our next point here with this, Rico. Yesterday, at, sitting at the Trevs at Trev's press conference, at Trev Albert's press conference, there was a comment that's kind of made me sit up a little bit and it was it was pretty early on in the press conference but what i what i admire so much about trev alberts is his ability to just get out in front of things he understands how this how what the optics of this are the
2: media circus he
1: understands how i mean he like nebraska is a is a big talking point right there there are going to be national stories once again, if you didn't believe at the beginning of the year that eyes weren't on Nebraska, this should tell you everything right now. Nebraska is the first Power 5 job available now this season. And he, he understands that there's going to be a lot of rumors circulating. There, he understands that there's already names out there. And just to show that Trev does everything with a purpose and show to show that Trev always has strategic uh, principles in mind, and there's always something that going, that's going full circle, I want to bring up something from his introductory press conference. But first we'll play what we heard yesterday, the full quote, and then we'll pause it, we'll kind of give our thoughts, and then we'll play something from his introductory press conference. So here's Trev Alberts kind of talking about what the process is going forward and kind of just a caution to Nebraska fans. I
0: um, just want to tell you a little bit about the process going forward, and we'll open it up to questions. Um, obviously, we're going to do a national search. You know, we're going to engage some third-party help, mostly for logistics and other things. I want you to know as well, and I would encourage our fans and everyone to recognize there will be a lot of rumors out there. There's going to be a lot of innuendo. Um, I want you to know that that these sort of decisions and processes are not made in a silo. I have a lot of great mentors and friends that we'll be working with. Um, And ultimately, you know, in a prior life, I have relationships with a lot of coaches in this business, and I intend to reach out to a lot of people. And so if you hear that Trev Alberts reached out to XYZ Coach, it doesn't mean that I've offered the job to XYZ Coach. I think there's some fabulous coaches out there that have a perspective about our job that I could benefit from. And so I'm going to reach out to a lot of people. And so if you hear that Trev Alberts reached out to XYZ Coach, it might very well be true. It doesn't mean that I'm trying to hire that coach. I'd like to get that perspective. I'd like to get a perspective of a coach who isn't here right now about our job and what the uniqueness is and the needs and those sorts of things. So just want to be clear about that process. Obviously, there's been some changes in college football with the early signing date and transfer portal. There are considerations as we go forward as well. But most importantly, I'm going to do everything I possibly can, like I think we did for Scott. Uh, to support Mickey Joseph and the staff as best we possibly can. It's a group of young men that they're hurting. um, And, you know, they they care deeply about this place. And so we're going to do everything we can to support them and help them. They've got nine games left. We've got a great opportunity this weekend against Oklahoma. And so we're going to support them as best we can going forward.
1: So one thing I want to mention real quickly before we get to the – we'll do the introductory and then we'll get to phone calls right out of the break here real quick, Rico. Um. One thing I want to mention, throughout the, the narrative, throughout the entire press conference yesterday, at no point in his press conference did we think that Trev Alberts was doing this for himself, or for the athletic department as a whole, or for even the fans. It was for the, the athletes in that locker room. And he mentioned that multiple times. Multiple times. The guys in the locker room have nine games left. They need a different voice. They need a sense of confidence. They need a sense of, a little bit of more increase in energy. It was all. It's always about them, the athletes, the players, the Husker football players. Like that. That's what this is about. Now to bring it full circle, the big key out of that quote right there was saying, "I'm going to talk to a lot of people. I being Trev Alberts, and just because I talk to him doesn't mean I'm not. I'm even considering him for the job." or anything like that, but I'm going to talk to them. And this, I, I cut down this quote that he, he said in, in his introductory press conference because there was a lot of extra stuff in there that we didn't necessarily need. But this is a quote from Trev Alberts talking about what he's found to be successful when hiring coaches, when making changes, or adjusting to the new landscape of, of collegiate athletics.
0: I think the other thing that was really important is very early on, um, I recognized how significant the challenge was and that I needed help. You have to be humble enough to ask for it, and you have to listen. Short and sweet. Humble enough to ask for
1: help, and willing to listen. Because Trev Trev Alberts understands he's not the smartest guy in the room. We always talk about Scott Frost, how he needed to understand that he he would be better, he would be benefited by asking others for help.
2: Surround yourself with people
1: who- With smarter people than you, and you instantly become smarter. Trev trev alberts gets that he understands surround people surround yourself with people that are smarter than you or just as intelligent and You automatically learn you have to you're, number one. You have to be willing to learn yeah, but you automatically get smarter and You have gain a better understanding of of collegiate athletics That's why that's why I'm not concerned about who Nebraska goes and gets I'm not worried about trev alberts here making a wrong decision whether they hire a third-party search firm or not, and if that guy at the end of the day is Mickey Joseph, because once again he is our head coach right now, and he—if let's say he goes six and three or seven and seven and two the rest of the way—then mm-hmm. so be it. Then we feel great because once again we have a great leader at the top in Trev Alberts. So I think that's important. Brian, stick on the line. We'll get to your phone call right out of the break. I uh, want to hear your guys' thoughts. Four zero two four six four. Five six eight five, the Honda Lincoln hotline, the Starter Heyman text line, or on the video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. We are twenty subscribers away from fifteen hundred. Ooh, come on! So, come on, guys, let's push a little bit harder there. Uh, make sure that you guys uh, hit like, hit that subscribe button as well on YouTube. Brian, stick on the line. We'll get to your call right out of the break if you are able to be patient. We'll be right back. You are listening to the Happy Hour on ninety three seven. The ticket. <music> Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the happy hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.
0: In our future of cloud survey, Deloitte discovered two approaches to innovation. Those who look at the new technologies and changes swirling around them and wonder what's possible, and those who use cloud to engineer their possible generating new revenue, advancing processes, and sparking cultures of innovation. Learn more about what separates these cloud innovators. Download Closing the Cloud Strategy, Technology, and Innovation Gap at Deloitte.com US slash CloudSurvey.